All right, talked about how it's a new day for the uh, Knicks and the way Porzingis is playing. It's a new day for St. John's. I just met their coach a couple days ago, and he told me uh, that things look good. He's got some uh, exciting players, and he joins us now as they start the season. Chris, welcome. How are you? Thanks, Mike. How are you doing? Good, thank you. All right, tell me about the team. Yeah, we got we got a lot of guys coming back, Mike. As I told you the other day, when I saw you in the neighborhood, uh, you know, we started a young team last year. Some of those guys got some good experience, played a lot of minutes. You know, our backcourt was phenomenal last year. Uh, we got uh, you know that that returning experience, and then we got two guys that redshirted. You know, six six guard uh, Justin Simon, and then the power forward Marvin Clark from Michigan State and Arizona, respectively. So. The continuity has been great, and we had a you know nice summer of training and a good fall. So now it's time to kick it off tonight. Um, the league, uh, Villanova, still a team beat. Yeah, yeah, they're they're they're, they're head and shoulders uh, of each other. I think there's some some other teams that are much improved, and uh, you know the Big East, Mike's back where it almost was at one point. Uh, as far as you know, people tell me the second strongest conference in the country. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's a really fun conference to play in. And so we've got to really, really be sharp and, and get these games early to get ready for that tough Big East Conference schedule. I'm talking with Chris Mullen, now you go back and turn the clock back, uh, you know, a generation. You and Ewing built this league with your brilliant play. Uh, it was tremendous stuff. Uh, you met up th- four, you know, in one time four times in that year. Uh, you in that classic game when you beat them down there the first time and scored 35. Of course, those great Georgetown teams. And both of you now back in the league as coaches. Now that you've gone through it, I know you guys are close. What what did you give them as far as the idea of coming back and coaching, what it's going to be like? Yeah, I gave him my, I gave him my, my, my experience. You know, it's, it's been really fun. Um, again, when we spoke yesterday, I told you, too, the, the schedule, uh, comparing to the NBA schedule, is, is you know, so much easier as far as travel and time constraints and things like that. And I think Patrick echoed it just recently, too, is people underestimate how young the NBA is. So over the years, you know, last 15, 20 years, Patrick's been assistant coach. I was involved in different uh, roles in the NBA. And a lot of things that we're doing here at the college level, we've been doing with the NBA players. As they come, you know, I drafted kids out of high school. Uh, so if you walk into an NBA gym, You'll see a lot of the same drills, believe it or not, because you know you're not getting pros. You're getting talented kids that you have to mold into pros. And, uh, and the NBA has done a great job of NBA programs, where you know you find yourself find these kids somewhere to live, find them to get their driver's license. So a lot of that stuff over the, over time, as the, as the league got younger, we were doing that stuff anyway. It, will it be a transition? So it won't be as big a transition. You're doing a lot more teaching on the NBA level even now than you did in the yep. past, right? So that's really what you're saying too, right? Correct. As far as the basketball side, um, you know, not not a huge adjustment. Um, again, the better players you have, the more the better coach you're going to be. Right. And then you know, there's some some differences. Um, you know, the, the NCAA rules and things like that. But you you get pretty up to speed pretty quickly. And I think the other thing too is people understand that there's a lot of that stuff that goes on in the NBA as well. Uh, you know, when I was a GM, I went on you know long uh, scouting and recruiting uh, trips overseas. Um, so I think, look, when you went through an NBA schedule, I think this is, the adjustment uh, is not as, as great as people think. Talking with Chris Mullen as St. John's kicks off its season, a big year coming up for the Big East. You were a big winner here with St. John's. How how tough was it the last couple? Of, you knew it was going to be tough, but how tough was it to to go through a t- couple of tough years as far as wins and losses? 
It's really tough, Mike. I mean, look, very competitive, of course. Um, but on the other, on the flip side, as you said, I knew what I was getting myself into. Uh, and much like the team I have coming back this year, there's nothing like experience. And I have different experiences in my life. Um, the things will come right away. But if you're diligent and you're disciplined and you're dedicated, good things will happen. I, I understood that from the start. Uh, first year was really, really tough. Last year we made a nice step. And what we're trying to do this year is, is the toughest step of all of them. And that's to the next, uh, the next level of competition here. So this year, if things break right, can this be an NCAA tournament team? I think we'll have a chance. Yes, you know. Again, that's 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 a, that's our day to day habits that are going to pay off. Um, I feel good about this team. I, I like our versatility. I like our athleticism, our length, and our speed. Um, and now we just, you know, the good thing is we've had six weeks of practice, and tonight we can tip it off and, and see exactly where we are. All right. Well, good. First of all, good luck. Uh, we'll talk to you along the way. I just wanted to check in as we start the season. So uh, uh, it's an optimistic. Chris Mullen, as we get ready for the season for St. John's. Absolutely, and I look forward to seeing some games this year, Mike. Thank you. All right, Chris, thank you very much. All right, Chris Mullen, uh, as he mentioned, he told me the other day, too, that he and Patrick are still very close, uh, and they've talked a lot as Patrick has gone through this. Um, and Patrick desperately wanted to be a coach in the NBA. Nobody would give him a job. You know, listen, whatever reason, I, I don't know. You know, Knicks, I understand. I wouldn't give my star and my, one of my iconic players a job either because that's that you want to you want to keep that relationship. But other teams, he just couldn't get a job as a head coach. Uh, he was an assistant for a long time. Now he's at the place. And you know, Patrick Ewing, the the league owes Patrick Ewing a lot. There were two things that built the Big East and uh, and let it ascend to its prominence so quickly. One was Patrick Ewing. The other was the Carrier Dome. I mean, uh, yeah, the Carrier Dome. That was, the, those two, that building, having that building on Monday nights, having that building with 30,000 people on a college campus, that and Ewing becoming a national figure, even as a freshman, becoming the guy that people just had to see. I never forget this as long as I live. I'm at the Final Four. Ewing's senior year, the Friday shoot-around, the Rupp Arena is full, and nobody will move a muscle because they see that he's about to come out, and there's a hush in the entire building that was noisy as heck. Now there's a hush because he was underneath taping his Player of the Year award for Chevrolet, and he comes out, and there's a complete, you could hear a pin drop as he came out of the tunnel. These people just wanted to see in Kentucky, what this player looked like, who they had heard so much about and watched for three years, you know, as his dominant player. They, you know, he'd, he'd been in the finals as a freshman. He had won a championship as a junior. His team had been this great, you know, dynam, you know, dynamic force. Now for the fourth year, they were about to lose that game a couple of nights later, as we know, against Villanova. But the point was his the impact he had on the nation was enormous. Enormous how big a star he was in college. You don't have stars like that in college anymore. That's how big he was. Well, he was there four years, too. And that's what they built. They built this persona of, you know, the, you know, the whole thing of what they were like, Hoya paranoia and everything else that went on. And people just wanted to get a glance of him. It was an amazing scene in, in Rupp Arena where, you know, they grow up on basketball. 
It's what they, you know, and they think they're the Yankees, but they had to see this player as he came out just to practice on that Friday for the shoot-around. It was a hush as he came out of the building, and that's what he brought to that league. And now Mullen, who was a great star in the league, and Ewing, who was a great star in the league, now come back as coaches a generation later, and the league belongs to Jay Wright and Villanova. They own the league. Now everyone's chasing them, and they're back in the top ten again this year. Back after this. 